You're listening to Podcast by Paper Film Play. And it's not only staying there. It's like I don't even know how long it's gonna be. Mm. Uh, so and I had no idea because I've I've never been to like boys home or RTC or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So this is like literally my first time in prison. Which then I was like really lost. So okay. the next day, I, I meet people and stuff like that. So, they they told me that um, this is prison life. You no, know, like uh, you have to do this, that, and blah 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 blah. So mm-hmm. it's like, and it's pretty weird for me because it's like it's a different community in prison. It's like they do things like differently, not like with the you no, know, not like what we do out here. It's different. Mm-hmm. It's like. They are very like um, caring towards each other. Oh, uh, no okay. matter what race you are, like we are all like in the same boat, you know. Okay. So we respect each other, like, and we are like very polite towards each other. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I, so they are actually <laughs> no. I I really all this while I thought that okay yeah, when you're in prison because right? my mindset when when you enter prison uh-huh. then there will be like gangs waiting for you and you have to go to respective. Which one you? Yeah, to? exactly. Oh. I mean, it, it is like that. Okay. Oh, but okay. It's not like you know, like you know what you see on American TV, like <laughs> no, like yeah. all the Latinos and uh, all the okay. blacks. And all oh the yeah, white. do okay. Now the thing is that now I'm curious. Mm. Is there any uh, racial uh, grouping? Racial grouping? No, don't have. So everybody is like literally family. Yeah, like that. but we are like divided by gangs. Ah, yeah, so because there like, there's like a lot of gangs in Singapore, okay. like different different gangs, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, we were divided into our own gangs. Oh, mm, so like this gang hang out with each other, mm-hmm. this gang hang out with each other and stuff like that. So now the thing is, I'm curious: mm. is there any like so-called fights or staring incidents that yeah. still take place inside there? Yeah, there there are. So it's like. Usually when that happened, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, in Singapore, the security level is like very high. Okay. It's like the moment a fight happens and, you know, the prison staff just gets into action and stuff like that. So that's it lah. That one, whoever gets into a fight, they can forget about getting out early or something. Yeah, like they, they will get extended and if the fight is like very serious, they can even like, you know, go to court and get charged for mm-hmm. new charge and stuff oh. like that. It depends on the fight. Okay. Uh, so usually when you know when they really want to fight with someone, right? Uh-huh. Because like every time a fight happens, right? Mm-hmm. Everything will be like on lockdown. So mm-hmm. meaning that there's no no yard activity for everyone. Mm-hmm. You no, know, everyone will have to go back to lock up, and it will be like for a few days until they investigate the matter until mm-hmm. it's being resolved and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. Whenever someone gets into a fight, right? Uh-huh. Then we were like, ah, oh, man, there goes our yard time. No, so yard time is what? Is, is you it's just one hour a day. So what would you do during yard time? Uh, we get to exercise. We okay. get to play uh, sports, meaning basketball and uh, takro. Oh, takro, okay. Yeah. And I mean, we, we can't do anything in the cell, like physical activities. We mm-hmm. can do it in, in our own prison cell. So you I can get charged for it. So there's no exercising in the cell also. Even huh? though there are people who do it and all that, but it's okay. a chargeable offense. Mm. I have no idea mm. because like I said already, whatever we perceive 
of the prison yeah. is always from the movies yeah. right and you see like wow they know they're training then they get all buffed up especially when they're in prison so no physical activities in the cell at yeah. all wow I have no idea how about reading Books. reading yeah also they allow you to study in the cell lah. yeah yeah Even though I, I'm just curious no I mean mm. that's, that's the thing do you do that yeah I mean like everything that you own right in prison uh-huh. is being accounted for yeah. okay do you 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 shall not like be caught with having anything extra okay. or anything that someone else doesn't have. Mm-hmm. No. It's like uh, if you have two, three pairs of pants, mm-hmm. you should only have three pairs. Um, mm. Okay, so what happens if you're short of one? Then you get charged. Yeah, you only need to have pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question, right? Mm. I've got a friend who's damn curious. Okay. You know, when you compare <laughs> to US TV prisons mm. and... And you know the local prisons here. Mm. So his 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 question was: Is it true if I drop a bar of soap? Is there any gay guys over there in prison? Bro, you can't drop a bar of soap, bro. So is it true? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody gives them, no no big nobody is given a bar of soap. Or got all use liquid. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. how, is, is it true? I mean, this like this homosexuality thing. Uh huh. Right. It's not as bad as how it used to be, but it still exists. Mm-hmm. This is from oh. personal experience. Okay, yeah. so there is homosexuality. Yes. Uh, okay. okay. Um, according to the law, right? Mm-hmm. If you are um, homosexual, right? Okay. You're supposed to declare. Okay. So they will put you in a different prison. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. They, however, they. You know, there's always loopholes and, you know, like, there's always, like, some people can manage to escape that and stuff okay. like that. So, that's how it is. Oh, so you mm. have to declare. Yeah. Okay, so now the thing is that, you know, uh, have you seen people approach one another? Approach, yes. But uh, has anyone approached you then? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Curious. <laughs> no. Is there money? <laughs> Thank so, God. Another, <laughs> so, one person per cell, is it? Yeah. Uh, no, it's... It depends. They have like one man cell. Uh-huh. They have like three man cell, four man cell, and they even have like eight man cell, which is the dorm. Okay, so I mean, are they categorized based on? Uh, uh it all depends charge? on the different cluster. You know, like they have like cluster A one, cluster mm. A two, okay. and they have the cluster B. So how do they cluster you? Like I mean, uh, it? it depends on your. You know, every uh, offender there, right? Uh-huh. Every inmate, we have our own security level. Oh, yeah. Okay. But we wouldn't know what's our security level. Yeah. Only okay. the prison staff would know. Okay. So when, when you're like a higher, at a higher security level, they will put you in a single man cell, you know. Ah, uh, okay. And you have like different regimes and stuff like that. Okay. You have like different clothes. Uh. So now I'm curious, how many men cell were you in? Uh, initially, I was in a camera cell. Uh, so. Cam- camera cell? Yeah. So what, what's there, that? There's a camera in the cell. Okay. So yeah. were you alone in the cell? Initially, yes. Then I move on to uh, mixing with three others. Okay, so then after that, was then it? Then when I decided to go to prison school, ah. then I got into that eight-man cell. Because okay. prison school is all like, our security level is, it's good to go, you know, like good enough to for us to like, mix around, not only with inmates, but mm-hmm. with teachers and all that. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that means your security level quite high like, when you first enter. Yeah, um, technically for all CLDs, right? Uh-huh. It's very high because it's all SS related. You mm. know? 
gang related. Okay, yeah. so gradually, uh, you know, you it, it your security level dropped. So technically, yep. you were improving. You were getting you know on a better side of things. Uh, yeah, I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. So that's good. So after that, you you studied. Is it twenty four hours studying kind of thing? Okay, about my <laughs> no, I mean to clear right? A level is really something, yeah. Seriously, about okay about <laughs> studies, right? I actually, yeah. okay, I didn't actually sign up for prison school, right? Because oh, oh I'm going to go get my O levels, then my E levels, then after that, okay, I'm going to do this outside. No, I I didn't plan about anything. No, like I just want to go there because like in prison school, mm-hmm. I know there's soccer okay so, which is something that you can't find in any other <laughs> okay. prison right and secondly it's just that I know that I'm gonna be like um, not in lockup most mm-hmm. of the time mm-hmm. I'm gonna be out in class and uh, study and all that right. so that that was the reason mm. and of course another reason is they're gonna lock me up you know for don't know how long might as well I, I make use of the money you know like Okay. I mean it's a good yeah. thing that you went to, mm. to study and everything mm-hmm. yeah but so then uh-huh. I didn't realize that I did pretty bad for my entry level test mm. but uh, after that mm, I studied mm-hmm. it was interesting enough for me because I used to hate maths in school oh okay but I was like really good really good as in not to brag okay. as in like really good in maths uh-huh. then I was like eh and it's like people can like come to me and ask for solutions and all that uh-huh. and I can teach them I'm a very good teacher if I know something very well I can uh-huh. teach you right yeah so yeah, I realized that hey I'm very good at maths eh? <laughs> so it's like wow maybe all this while you've been training unknowingly you know you know what I mean I don't know what you did during your your SS time lah. you know what I mean you might be selling stuff you know calculation how much to, to, to make sure that I've got enough stock for certain things I don't know it could be that's why you're like you know hey maths is actually an everyday thing for you at that time really maybe <laughs> life skills bro so it's actually joining a gang is a good hey, I never, it's a good experience I don't nobody said that I didn't say that <laughs> nobody said that man but I mean it's it's interestingly enough is that unknowingly you have been I, I believe like mm-hmm. you have been uh, learning on your own actually mm-hmm. through this time managing people you know and then accounting uh, technically accounting yeah. the way I see it auditing also I'm not so sure like, I need mm-hmm. to stock check all that I don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> because you need to answer to your management right <laughs> yeah <laughs> correct <laughs> so he has actually been working all this while supervisor yeah. level you know? True, true. And I always make sure of the attendance level. Oh, you see? Nobody take MC. Nobody quit, right? You see? The, the, the company he, he took care of, right? No turnover, you know? Zero turnover, okay? Nobody quit. <laughs> <laughs> so he took care of his uh, his staff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now the thing is that, okay, we... we no, I'm just curious now. The mm. thing is that when you were being brought in, mm. you know, what do your parents say? Your okay, mom my, my, mom, uh, my mom passed away at the age of 41 in 2008. Okay, December. sorry to hear that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I was already like on my own. My dad was always in Malaysia. So, mm-hmm. he okay. was never in Singapore. So, when you went in at that time, mm-hmm. your, your was your mom still around at that time? No. Oh, she wasn't mm-hmm. around at that time. But, um, my grandma and my uncle was pretty shocked because okay. they had no idea about my gang activities and all that. Ah. So, you know, in their eyes, right, I've always been this, like, you know, like, naughty boy, you know. Like, okay. Yeah, I did tattoos and all that, but they didn't know that, you know, I was, like, 
I I have weapons with me, you know, mm-hmm. I, I go around hurting people. Mm-hmm. I was a gang leader and all that. So she had no idea of all that. So when she visited me in prison mm-hmm. and you know, I explained to her why I was in and stuff like that. So they were like, wow, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so <clears throat> now that, okay, let, let's, let's uh, fast forward. Mm-hmm. Right to the time when, uh, I, 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 have you met good friends inside there? Yeah, actually, okay. Okay, let me just share with you like what actually changed my perspective in life. Okay. It was be- right. it was because of this maths test, a mm-hmm. class test, mm-hmm. which I was the only one who got like perfect score. Like 100 over 100? Yeah. Is it what, A maths or? Uh, e maths. E maths, mm. okay. So I went back to myself. As a person, right, naturally, I like to analyze things and people can say that I tend to overthink and stuff like that. Oh, But okay. I mean... It works for me. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay, when I say, when I see people who analyze things, mm. right, I believe that they have foresight, mm. right? Because you have planning. Because mm-hmm. when you worry about something, I feel that you, you're looking ahead. Mm. You're looking at how to, to plan, uh, you know, your life like in a way. Yeah. It means like we talk about uh, future planning. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel. Uh, people who think a lot will look ahead of time. That means like they won't look at present moment, but they'll look about future as well. Yeah. Yeah, okay, anyway, sorry, yeah, yeah. back to your story, yeah. So, so after the maths test? I went back <laughs> to myself that uh-huh. night. So, right. yeah, I was analysing and overthinking. So, when everyone was asleep, right? Uh-huh. So, I was just, like, asking myself, like, how can this be, you know, like, I hate, I hated maths, you know, uh-huh. like, really hated maths. Uh-huh. I used to think, like, who the F want to sit down and crack your brain you know, uh-huh. over a maths problem, you know? But now I'm, like, I'm acing it. Mm-hmm. It's like... What's the meaning of this? Then okay. I, I, I tell myself, like, anything is, is possible. Mm. So if you really want that thing, right, mm-hmm. you can get it. You can get to it. Mm-hmm. Whatever that you set your goals in life and all that, yeah, you get to achieve it if you want it so bad. Yeah. Then I tell myself, what do I want in my life? Mm. Then I realize that the more I... Because I personally, right, I love... Uh, English subject mm-hmm. so I love to read and I, I read more and more about you know, what's happening around the world about the culture different cultures mm-hmm. you know and stuff like that so my knowledge kind of broadened mm-hmm. by that time so I tell myself like what have I been doing for like for the past 22 years of my life I was arrested at 21 mm-hmm. then it's like all I know was my gang mm-hmm. you know like and my life just revolved around that gang Mm. And yeah, I, I had a job, you know, I had yeah, quite a good job in in the culinary industry and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, I used okay. to cook and stuff. But it's just not my passion. I just look at it as a job. You know, just go to get money. But I didn't know what I was doing. I thought that, <coughs> excuse me, I thought that was life. Mm. But then I realized that I need a purpose in my life, you know, like, Mm-hmm. I I got slashed before in this like one incident mm-hmm. which I almost died in 2008 but yeah I'm still alive then ever since that day I always tell myself that there's always a reason you know, for me being alive mm-hmm. you no know, I just feel I mean I'm not a really religious person mm-hmm. but I'm quite spiritual mm-hmm. so I always tell myself that God spared my life for a reason right yeah so if he wanted me dead I would be dead you yeah. know so I tell myself okay maybe 
I just have to find that reason. Mm-hmm. So I ask myself, you know, after going through O levels and all that, okay, then I ask myself, okay, what do I want to do in life? What do I really, really want in life? Mm-hmm. So of course, like my first objective in life is it's not music actually. It's to not to repeat my parents, you know, like history. I wouldn't say a mistake, like you know, a failed marriage. Sometimes a failed marriage is not a mistake. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. 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 I used to be mad at them for, you know, being separated and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But now as a as a grown man, okay. I I would rather that they leave rather than you know, staying together just for the sake of other reasons when they're not happy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, so um that's like my objective in life. I want to be a good parent, a good husband. So mm-hmm. if if I get married, right, hopefully that is the only marriage you know? that you would have. Yeah. yeah that, that actually brings another point, right? Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> you know, if you were to have your family, uh, your own family one day, mm-hmm. you know, how would you have done it differently to make sure that your child will not lead the same way or same path as you? Okay. For me, as I mentioned earlier, it's like, um, if you have a, f- like a proper family nucleus, right? Mm-hmm. At least there are always people like to guide you, you know, to tell you, hey, what's wrong, what's right, you know, what's mm-hmm. good, what's bad, you know. Because if if you don't have like family around, family support, mm-hmm. and you tend to look for support or, or look for advice like outside of your family, mm-hmm. and those people like you know out of your family, like those people who give you advices and no support and all that. Mostly, it's like, it's not really for your own good. You know what I mean? It's okay. like, okay, for example, especially when you're young, right? You're very naive and you're very curious. Yeah. Right? So, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I wanted to try smoking, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, my peer, my peers would just say, hey, can smoke ni ah. But if that was my family, right? They would tell me that yeah, you better not smoke. Uh. Mm, Correct. True. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, it makes a lot of difference. I mean, that is just one of the example. Mm-hmm. So it's like because of that, it's like until now I'm a smoker, mm-hmm. you know, because I really like started smoking at a very young age. Mm-hmm. So if I have a family, you know, like a proper family nucleus, right? Mm-hmm. My parents would just like check on me. Hey, how come I smell cigarettes on you? you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Blah blah blah. Yeah, of course. As a kid, you would, you know, get into fights with your parents and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But they would actually like guide you to the right path. You know, maybe when you're eighteen, when you want to smoke, okay, by all means, yeah, stuff like that. So if you, if I were to do things different, like I would want to like um, give the proper support, love, attention to my kids. Mm-hmm. to my wife and yeah all of that so I'm just curious now the thing is that most of the you know uh, teaching parents mm-hmm. teaching would, would have actually changed along the way mm-hmm. and then um, I think most of them would be saying that you know I won't cane my child mm-hmm. you know I, I will talk to my child I'll reason things out mm-hmm. with him so with this kind of analogy do you agree with such uh, okay, uh, a um, thing I actually learned this from my um previous uh, relationship and stuff like that mm-hmm. and um, when I like got with this uh, 
Western girl, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like totally different from who I am. I'm not only Asian, I'm like the typical, you know, mud, you know, okay. Malay. <laughs> and it's like when, when that person like showed me like how it's done, you know, in the Western world, Western culture and all that, mm-hmm. then I, I realized that it's actually like more and more Asians are actually um, adopting that mentality, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. especially like being a parent and stuff like that. Right. So when, as Asian parents, like when your kid cry and all that, they were just like, hey, can, can you shut up? You know, like, keep quiet, you know, before I smack you. <laughs> okay. You cry some more. <laughs> okay. But Western, Westerners, right, they, they they tend to like understand why the kid is crying. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, they give in, you know, why are you crying? You know, what's they, wrong? They what do you want? Kid, yeah. Mm. So they communicate because they don't like, because every time it's actually a psychological thing. When when the kid cry, right? I mean, mm. we we can't communicate with kids like an adult. Mm, yeah, yes. so we have to like go down to their level and un- try to understand them. It's because when they cry, they want attention and they need something, right? Mm-hmm. And you just like tell them, no, shut up. It's like you're you're telling them that it's not okay to cry. It's not okay to feel human, you know. Mm, but okay. Westerners, right? They know that this is. A human being, they have feelings. Mm-hmm. They attend to that feelings. Right. Mm. So that's, that's interesting point. Yeah, I learned this from someone. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> uh, I mean, my wife does that. Mm-hmm. You know, she talks to my kid, and you know, there, there are different types of upbringing, and it's interesting to see that you know you you talk a lot about affection, you talk about attention. Um, it's it's very uh, yeah. it's something new for me to actually see that you you you. So, in other words, I would say that uh, you agree that parenthood comes with uh, you know caring for the child, mm-hmm. and I think you are emphasizing heavily on communication. Yeah, you know, and I agree with you as well. Yes, you know, to to have a, a really good. Uh, family bond mm. with one another I feel that communication is very important yes. with uh, one another and you have to understand your child also yep. so at least they will open up to you with there's anything that they need mm-hmm. so I guess you, you you would want to go to be I mean you want to be their best friend you know yes. that you want to be that person mm-hmm. that they want to go to instead of their friends yeah I, I agree with you with that definitely yeah. and another thing I, I have to also share with you right, uh-huh, right. I learn from someone too you know, okay. I don't like I'm not a Google where I know everything you know? <laughs> okay. I always like learn from someone else then mm-hmm. I share it with others mm-hmm. so what I learned was you know that um, growing up mm-hmm. I don't know if you experience this mm-hmm. but if you get into like argument with your family or blah 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 your parents or your you know, they will just tell you to like huh? you don't come back you know mm-hmm. and that kind of thing okay. that is actually like very crucial Okay. Because once you tell a kid, especially a kid, right? Mm-hmm. When you tell them you don't come back, you know, it means that you're telling them that that is not their home. That's uh, why they tend to run away from home and all that. Because okay. they don't feel like they don't belong. That's not their home. Mm. Because you, you always tell them, to, you know, like, go away, don't come back. Just like mm. what, what my mom did to me. I send you back to your dad, you know. I send mm. you to your dad. Okay. So I don't feel like I belong in that house. Okay. So that's very important. So whenever they have problems or what, they will always like look for other people like outside of that family, outside mm. of that home. But if you tell them like, you know, like whatever happened, like this is your family. Okay. No matter what you do, wrong or right, you know, you still have us. I think I agree with you because if we look back, right, mm. I believe none of your friends say that to you like, hey, you get out. I don't want you to stay here. Have they said that to you? No. 
Yeah, so exactly the <laughs> Your point. school is watching, is it? Oh, yeah. Orita Sinclair is watching. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I, it's something that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So the best is to actually not ever say that you know such a thing to your child that, uh, you know, you don't belong in this house. Get out of the house. I don't mm. want to see you. Yeah. Yeah, because you kind of like trigger the thing that you don't belong. At the same time, you give them the idea as yeah. well. Now the thing is that uh, we've heard that you might be going back in. Yeah, actually. Okay. okay, what happened was after being in prison for six years, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I undergo a probation for mm-hmm. three years. So I have time curfews. I have like weekly reporting to the station and stuff like that. So all those all those guys who go through the same thing, mm-hmm. we we're not supposed to communicate with each other in any way. Not through you no know, high buy, not through texting, not through social media. We're just not not allowed. Okay. Um but what happened was last year July, um I mean, I was, I'm quite, you know, famous on social media. So they know what's happening in my life. I'm into music school and all that. So they know that my time and my curfew time has been extended to a certain degree and stuff. So one of the guys actually like approached me and I didn't even know him. I didn't even know his name. Did you know that he was an inmate before? Or yeah, do you know because that he we, was a- we reported at the same station. Oh, okay. I just know that he's one of those going through probation mm-hmm. yeah but we we didn't like communicate yeah. mm-hmm. so he approached me he said hey um do you know like how can i extend my time you know curfew and stuff like that so i asked him because not everyone can get that time extension and if if you're trying to tell the cops that no like oh i need to work overtime or i need to work and that is actually not really a valid reason to them okay but this guy I asked him like why do you need it for you know, before I even like tell you what are the steps to take mm-hmm. so he told me that oh I I need to work more and I asked him why he said that his dad was in ICU and he needed to come up with 14,000 to to settle the medical bills and stuff like that mm-hmm. so this happened like around the station area you know Where we could, in we could have been, yeah, we okay. could have been seen thing, talking to each other. Okay. So what happened was the other guy, this like Indian guy, mm-hmm. uh, another person going through probation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So this guy is actually his neighbor, like they literally like, live in the same block. Okay, so there yeah. is now. Uh, you're talking to guy A. Mm-hmm. So now you're talking. There's another guy. There's another guy B, B who joined. The so, conversation. Yeah. So he was like asking like what happened. Then oh. then guy A was like saying, yeah, no, I need to get, no, I need to settle for things. And can see like he's very stressful. You know? mm-hmm. Then I, I I told him that I couldn't be like explaining everything, you know, like how you can get help or how you can pay that 14K, you know, I mean like I, it will go for hours, you know, like. Mm-hmm. So I told him and it's not safe for us to be around here, you know, if you, I mean, I can't help you financially. That's you no know, obviously, mm-hmm. but I can you know, give you some advice if you like you no know, sh- share with me your problems and what actually happened and stuff. Like maybe I can see what you know what other solutions. Right. So I told him, okay, let me just like treat you breakfast. You know, like let's mm-hmm. go like somewhere nearby, but not here. You know. Right. So we we headed to to uh, Clementi area. Mm-hmm. 
uh-huh. the central area to and we went we sat down in one of the coffee shop so mm-hmm. we go and get food and the moment we got back to our table right with our food then um there was a police officer who caught us mm-hmm. and he took a picture of us and saying that uh, we are going to be charged for that you know for communicating for consorting so uh yeah i we all of us like said um no like so you know can you just let us let us off you no know, like we will go back now you no know, like, so we we were okay one thing you need to understand that we were all using our reporting clothes meaning there's a dress like, code uh formal uh white top and black black pants okay so all of us were uh, wearing that okay uh, so i mean we don't really like that because like you no know, sometimes if we are working Let's mm-hmm. say we are working as um, a delivery delivery guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then you have to wear those formal stuff. Mm-hmm. Then you either like get home and change, or you bring your work clothes with you. So it's a hassle for us. But but they don't see that part. Mm, they they don't understand. Mm. And it's weekly reporting. It's like every week. So and we already have a tough time like looking for jobs. Like mm-hmm. who would want to hire us? We have time curfew, mm. and we we have like weekly reportings, meaning like oh I tell my boss oh, every Thursday I can come in to work, or I can only come in like uh, afternoon. So we already have you know like yeah, prison like, operation uh, in a way. Yeah, right. So it's very hard for us to get employed stuff. So what happened was we said uh, we we were charged for that. Mm-hmm. So they say that. Uh, You guys are not supposed to communicate with each other, mm-hmm. but I I explained to them that you know like yes I do know that but the thing is one this wasn't planned. If if I were to plan to meet them, you know like to do something or stuff like that, I would rather like we all of us like go home, change you know change our clothes right. and go out right mm-hmm. yeah. But this is really like like I was just being there. I know it was an offense, you know. It was a breach of a condition, mm. but I did it because I wanted to help this guy. Because I was worried because he's he's in his forties, if I'm not wrong. Okay. And can see that, you know, he's trying to be a better person. You know, after prison, he tried to you know go to work, you know, provide mm. for his family, take care of his dad and stuff like that. So mm. I'm just afraid that because he he's not someone who's like. Like um, highly educated and stuff like that, mm-hmm. so I'm afraid for him. I'm scared that he might go back to his old ways, just to find money. Money, especially that fourteen thousand, and fourteen thousand is a lot. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So usually, like you know, when you're very stressed, you will be desperate. Mm-hmm. And when I I thought that people like him, if he's desperate enough, he might go to to illegal means and stuff. Like that. So I don't want that to happen to him. So mm. I don't want him to go into that path. Right. So that was why I was there. Then how about the other guy? The other guy was his neighbor. So so it's like yeah, he joined in, you know, like lonely lah. <laughs> yeah. And they know each other for for so long. So that means the guy also gonna uh, also gonna be charged as well. Yeah, right? all all three of us. Yeah. Wow. But I've been like hiding this from everyone. The mm-hmm. one close to me is like. My producer, my manager, yeah, you know, guys from Paper Films, mm-hmm. and my school, my family, right. and I've been 
hiding it from everyone, especially on social media. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever the media interview me and stuff like that, I I never like share with them this. So you guys are like the first media to cover this story. I mean, what's your reason for not sharing it? Because when I say that I'm going back to prison, right, the first thing that will come to people's minds is, ah, see, he's going back. True. It's like, okay, yeah, they just see me as, oh, I feel, <laughs> you know, oh, he's, mm. go- he's repeating his past, you know, like he's going back to his old ways and stuff like that. Mm. But they don't know that I'm, I'm not in prison for a crime. I'm you just know. going to be in because I I breach a condition. You breach a condition because mm. you can't. Yeah, because I can. Yeah. And my school, even though I've graduated, right? Mm-hmm. They were the one who like engage a lawyer for me and settle every fee for me. Wow. Yeah. And they got me like a very good lawyer. Mm-hmm. That that lawyer of mine used to be an ex uh, DPP prosecutor. Okay. Even he was like taken aback. Why, why are they like being like so you know, harsh on me to like? Mm-hmm. I mean, they gonna put me back in prison. Like, I don't know yet. It's like on this Wednesday is my court date, so that's when I'm gonna know whether I'm gonna be in for a year or two or three. Because minimum is one year, maximum is three years. So the judge will decide. But the thing is that they can also check the background check of the guy that you are talking to. You yeah. know, if yeah. they don't believe your story, they can always see if the guy, you know, his father, is it? Yeah, we sick? already is provided we, everything. The evidence and everything. Yeah. We did all the appeals, you know, like, you no, know, we, we kind of like cry, you know, to them, like saying that, hey, I've been, I've been good, you know, like, and yeah, not you've been only clean for good, so long. Yeah, and I've been like doing exceptionally well yeah, because are, like yeah. I, I'm making music you know I'm like giving talks and all that sharing my experiences mm-hmm. so that it can inspire others and all that but still they, they don't see all this but they just say that oh a law is a law no you break the law you break the law yeah no the thing is that I didn't even know that uh, probation had such a thing where you know, if let's say you guys are on probation, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to talk to each other. Yeah. Because I have no idea that there's such a thing. They actually revised this law just this year. You so, mean, yeah. They don't have it last year? Uh, they, they have it last year. So, uh-huh. this year it was being revised. As in like, it's more lax. Oh. But I don't know how, like mm-hmm. exactly. It's more okay. what? More lax. That means yeah. like they have lightened it in a way mm. it's not so serious as mm. before. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so that means it would have been worse if it's last year. No. Is it? You have to get it. No, it's it's just be, that it'd be better if it happened this yeah. year. Yeah, because yeah. now it's lighter. Like the last ah, time was, okay, was okay. worse. Mm. So you were caught last year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean caught, like, yeah. logically, it's not fair. So, so my lawyer like, asked the judge, <laughs> yeah, like, it's no, true. Like, you guys has, have revised this law. So why are you still like, proceeding with the charge? And they, they just say, oh, at that point of time, that was the law. No, I mean, like, if you're talking about yellow ribbon thing, like, you're supporting the, how to say, uh, second chances, giving second chances, you know. then you shouldn't do all this. No, right? the thing is that second chances is one thing, but he has already proven the achievements that he yeah, has. Yeah, exactly. Done he's been going to school then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the thing. I don't get it. I don't, it yeah, doesn't make sense. There's one thing that I'm confused as well. 
the society has been great my family has been great right and people like you guys have been great towards me you know uh-huh. all the support all the love like I can't even like pay it with money you know it's like mm. but I just don't understand why there are group of people a group of organization that just want to make things hard for me yeah? I don't know if they just want to see me fail they mm. just want to see me you know like fall down or give up I don't know but definitely that I can see that they they're trying to make things hard for me no the thing is that sometimes you know when people do this kind of thing mm-hmm. there probably have been people before you mm-hmm. that spoil the market lah you know they yeah. might have actually given second chances mm-hmm. but then some people took advantage of it yeah, I mean, and then I it's mean, just your luck that you happen to be at the wrong time yeah. you know that these charges set in mm-hmm. and it's set in last year and not with the newly revised uh, uh, probation I mean, you have to take everything into consideration right exactly I mean, you cannot just like oh you yeah but anyway your probation is going to be how long uh Probation? Yeah, I mean, okay, if let's say, I mean, understand that you had to report every week, right? Mm-hmm. It was for how long? Three years. Oh, it was for three years. Yeah. So you were at the uh, third year already or second? I, I'm done. I'm done. That day when you were having your probation? It's still probation, lah, the, the day that you cannot cut. Yeah, it was still probation. But when was it supposed to end? Uh, This year, September. Oh, crap, just, man. Yeah. Hmm. It's about to like everything sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's stupid, right? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I I won't challenge the authority, lah. I mean, there's a reason for certain yeah. things on why they implemented, mm-hmm. you know. But it's better that they look at it case to case basis, yeah. Yeah. you know, and to see your your so called the, the things that you have done for the previous yeah. years since the time when you're out. And I'm not like saying all these things just like by word of mouth, you know. It mm-hmm. is with proof you know like substantial proof you know yeah. really, like I'm doing very well it's like I have my music out there not only out there it's like I mean nowadays anyone can make music but right. my song got accepted for the local radio and all that right you know mm-hmm. like people recognize me and it's very hard for people to accept me because look at me it's like I have tattoos all over me and right. uh, I call myself a Muslim and all that but I have tattoos you know like but I'm an ex-offender and all that, but they can still accept me. So that says a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won't accept me if I'm still that boy you right. know, mm. nine years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone would accept me. I don't think you guys would even want me here, right? It, it, I mean, the way you talk and the way you answer questions mm-hmm. clearly tells on where you're at. You're where you're at right now and mm-hmm. who you are right now. Yeah. You know? So the question is, if the, if the society can accept him, why is the system making things hard? That's, that's, the, that's the question, actually. Yeah. yeah. De- I mean, definitely, it, it is a question that we will all... Yeah, you know, yeah supposed to be the first one who, like, okay, telling people we need to give mm-hmm. these people the second chance. Mm, right. But now, everybody is giving him a second chance, but these people are giving... No chance. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, it's not as... I mean, if listening to the story, is not... Uh, it's a stupid it's a stupid yeah. thing like if you want to judge somebody this one is basically it's not talking about the system it's the people in the system and the thing is that you they were they already informed you mm-hmm. you know that you're not supposed to do this this yeah. mm-hmm. you know but the thing is that whether you like it or not <clears throat> sometimes as human beings right you know affection 
you know, and, and concern gets the best of you. And in this case is that it's just so unlucky that when you actually care for someone, you know, out of pure good intentions, the law looks at it differently. Mm. You know, that's why mm. I said case to case basis. Yeah. You know, they have to look into it. And I mean, I think, yes, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm a man, you know, I accept things as a man also. Okay. And if you are telling me that I'm going to be punished, I'm responsible for this and all that. Okay, I can take it because I know that when I decided to help him out, I know that it's an offense already, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm willing to pay the price in a way. In a way, I mean to pay the price. But I didn't know that the price was this expensive. Was, yeah. yeah, it's really like one hell of for doing stack. that and a year in prison or two or three. I don't know. Like is is that is that just? Yeah. What is it? Uh, I mean, you are just starting to climb, you know, and then it's like you're back to square one again. Yeah. And it's like they really like time it like perfectly, you know, like just when I graduated my school, just when I end my probation mm-hmm. and all this happened like within this one month and now I'm going back in. When this thing happened like last year. You're about to end your probation somehow. Maybe I, September ended, ended, yeah. Ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's like I was like super excited, you know, like to finally like, you know, try to maybe like apply for a job with my diploma, with my new yeah. music diploma you know, and all that. And I can actually like venture, you know, like go overseas, make music mm. with the people in Malaysia, Indonesia. But I can't. Why? It's because I'm going back in for helping this guy. Mm. Yeah. I wouldn't say that you know, helping because it sounds a little bit off but rather, I'll put it that way that for caring for someone, Mm -hmm. you know, for for showing concern for Mm -hmm. someone, you know, and the thing is that your intentions were pure. You don't want him to repeat the same thing. You know, and the thing is that if you are actually doing something good, Mm -hmm. I don't see a reason why, you know, you're trying to help Singapore here as well. Why do you have to be punished for trying to help? Like, you know, minimize the, the, the bad things from happening. You are trying to minimize mm-hmm. the bad things. It doesn't make sense that when you try to minimize the bad things, you are being charged for it. Why yeah. are you being punished for it? So to me, I, I just find that it doesn't make sense. You know? You know, there are people like uh, <coughs> tell me, hey, Crow, um, you need to save yourself first. Correct. In order to save others, you know? Yeah. It's like not being selfish, but sometimes you have to be selfish. Yeah. You have to save your own ass. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but then I I always tell them that if I were to turn back time, right, mm-hmm. I would still do the same thing. Because it's not because like I, I don't regret my actions or I'm not remorse. It's because this is how I was programmed. You know, the experiences I've I been through in life Mm-hmm. made me this person like you know this compassionate person who mm-hmm. cares for others despite of all of my struggles I have my problems too you know? mm-hmm. I have my like you know insecurities I have my own problems but me I will still help others if I can you know or find a way to help someone if that someone is in need so that's just me mm-hmm. so if I were to turn back time also I would still I would still be me you know Mm-hmm. I'll still like feel, be worried for him. Eh, I don't want him to, you know, like mm. get into trouble. I don't want him to go back to his ways. I will still be me. I can't be that person who just said, "Oh no, sorry, bro, sorry, bro." It's like, oh, it's, we can't talk. You know, like I'm okay. not supposed to talk. To I, you. I'm just curious now. Okay, if let's say you were to communicate with him in the police station itself, 
mm-hmm. would things have been changed? I mean, would things be different? No. Will still be the same? Yeah, because we are not supposed to communicate in any way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, we just have to see what... Uh, yeah, we just have to see on this Wednesday. That's why I, uh, me and my manager and you guys have been rushing the next single and just for it to be done just mm. before Wednesday. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we we I mean, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and, you have uh, anything to say? Uh, yeah. Anything to say to to, to yeah. Um, me sharing all this, right? It's um just. I just want people to be aware of the struggles like of ex-offenders. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like you only know that there's a stigma for us. You know, like it's hard for us to get jobs and all that. But you don't know like the details of it. Why? Why is it hard for us to get a job? Mm, you know, right. It's because of all these things like probation mm-hmm. for curfews. You mm-hmm. know, like people don't know all these details. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever like you know people just say, "Hey, come hang out with us." Oh, we forgot you got provision. People will always tend to for, to forget, you know. Mm. Even like my close friends, my close friends mm-hmm. will forget. You know, like, oh yeah, I forgot you got you no know, curfew. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, when Correct. they are always with me, so it's like the public will always like be. Uh, they won't be aware of all these things. Like, why is it hard for people like us? So I'm just here to like raise awareness, mm-hmm. and of course, I want to share my story so that others can learn from it also. Mm, yeah. Right. I mean like you can you can feel free to agree to disagree and all that with me. Mm, I'm right. not always right, you know. But I'm not always wrong either. I know mm. what's right and what's wrong. And I'm not here to even challenge the authority saying mm. that you know what you guys did to me it's really unfair and all that. Mm-hmm. Life is already unfair. You know, I just hope that you know I don't want those people to make things difficult for me. Yeah, that's all. That's the reason I'm sharing this. I guess most of the people will say like, you know, if you know that life is going to be so hard, mm-hmm. why cause trouble in the first place? You know, they're probably going to say that, mm-hmm. right? But then again, everybody has different pace and different uh, time to mm-hmm. grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing is that, like, we, like, you know, we spoke about being a good parent. Mm-hmm. It could have started since you were young, you know? Yeah, and, and if we were want to actually, you know, prevent this from happening, mm-hmm. if let's say things started off right for you when you were young, I'm sure your path would have been different. Yeah, it would have been different. You know? But will it be a good one? I wouldn't know, right? True. Exactly. Yeah. So obstacles, uh, you know, we don't know what will be ahead of us, yep. but it's how we're going to work around it. Yes. It's <laughs> okay. like no man has the ability to change his or her past, mm-hmm. but what he or she does today determines his or her future. Ah, it's been a long one but it's definitely great to have you on uh, on this show Sorry. and uh, share a little bit more insights about uh, you know your past life mm-hmm. and then how we can actually uh, help one another at the same time you know uh, the importance of childhood mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I, it's it's been great to have you man bro thank, thank you thank you so much for coming in I just in. hope that I didn't you know, like stretch your time for too long no 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 I mean <laughs> it's good I stretch <laughs> no, I stretch it but the thing is that it's it's good and I feel it was a good uh, sharing session especially from you mm-hmm. and uh, you know people will say that uh, ex-offenders you know they would be the people they will never change hmm. you know yeah. and the, the thing stigma of the society yeah, yeah exactly it's, it's a stigma but then again like I say already why stereotypes happen is because people spoil the name 
mm-hmm. you know and that's why I always say it, it's always case to case basis yep. and like I said already I interviewed you for a reason mm-hmm. I gave you a list of questions and how you actually work around it was also the reasons to have people to understand you better as a person mm-hmm. and the decisions that you would take you know, so I'm I'm sure that from this uh, podcast here, you can see uh, what kind of person uh, Usri is or Crow. You know, and you can see what kind of uh, decisions and things that he would actually take. So you know, I hope this podcast can actually uh, help people understand you better as a person. Yep. And you know, and not because that you're going in, and it's because uh, you try to help someone. Hmm. You know, you cared for someone first before yourself. Yeah. You know, and now you have to go back in. And the law is not going to be kind on that part. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of sad la, to see that, uh, you know, you caring and you caring for uh, people going back to the bad ways and then this thing happens to you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I hope that um, we'll still be kind to one another, but at the same time, uh, we have to actually take care of ourselves first, la, technically. Okay, and uh, we definitely wish you all the best and uh, we hope to hear good news uh, from your hearing. And uh, until then, I think that's it. So we'll just end off. So thank you again. All right, thank you. Okay, thank you. Okay, I'd like to thank uh, Royal Royal Economics for sponsoring this uh, podcast. Yes, and the chairs are awesome. Awesome to sit on. Premium quality, automotive, great leather. It's customizable. uh, Yeah, definitely customizable. And not only that, their lumbar support is really something and they have gone through a really uh, major R&D to actually come up with the most uh, comfortable and supportive lumbar support for your back Mm -hmm. for long hours, especially for us. So we'd like to thank Royal for that. So uh, for more information, you can actually drop by their website in the link description below. Okay, thank you. You're listening to Three, two, one. Podcast by Paper Film Play.